Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich or Vishu, a podcast where we attempt to answer some of life's most noteworthy, but more often most trivial questions and debates. My name is Rich Beaton, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Vishu Sharma. And today, we're going to spend about 15 minutes generating random items or prompts and then, and then deciding if they are overrated or underrated. And this week, specifically, we will be using a random hobby generator to generate various hobbies and then decide if those hobbies are overrated or underrated. We do not know what hobbies will be generated in advance, so this really is the first time we will be reacting to them. With that said, Vishu, are you ready to generate some random hobbies? Yeah, let's do that. All right, first random hobby. Martial arts. Um, Overrated or underrated as a hobby? I think it's... uh, Well, so we had uh, judo and karate in our school as um, as a sport. You know, I mean, people learning the sport. And um, I think it's really underrated in the sense that I don't think I have seen people talk about it in today's times. Um, while this is something, I mean, one, it keeps you physically fit, and two, it's necessary, whatever, for your, you know, protection or in in um, in times when you might need this. And uh, I don't, I don't see people adopting this hobby anymore. I would say so. It's underrated. So martial arts, I think, is actually really popular now. I, but I think that the fact that the term is martial arts, yeah. it feels like this almost like pastime and a spiritual. But when you think of it as mixed martial arts, yeah. MMA, which is UFC, hmm. that's more popular than it is ever. Sure. Yeah, more people are training in self-defense and more people are participating in uh, mixed martial arts. And you uh, uh, UFC is a mixed martial arts organization. Oh. More people are... Athletes are participating in that. It used to be that wrestlers, they would win the gold medal and that would be it. But now they're taking martial arts training. They learn wrestling and then they learn boxing or whatever. And then they participate in the UFC. Well, when um, it comes... And you could take lessons. Yeah, I, I think most, as a sports fan, I'm a very casual MMA fan. I, I don't know much. But I do know that the sport is growing. Sure. Now, is the sport mixed martial arts? How much does that include as a hobby martial arts? I know. Does that mean that the hobby is growing if the sport's growing? I don't know, but... No, so, I mean, I think of it in this manner. I mean, uh, as, as a professional who is into any sports for that matter, practicing martial arts or adopting, you know, in your technique, even even a soccer player or whatever, just to keep yourself fit and, you know, super, uh, super athletic on the ground, adopting this then does not count it as a hobby. I mean, if, at least for me... Yeah, if you're a professional, you're, it's... It's yeah. a sport. It's not a hobby. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But even if you're a soccer player and you do martial arts, it's basically just, you know, uh, s- providing that extra edge to you on the field. But right. I would say, uh, does a VP of a company uh, do martial arts? Or, um, you know, some whether a politician adopts this as a hobby. So in that sense, I would say that it's really underrated. And that's what I was thinking about I, I, I still it. think it's popular as a hobby. Like, to answer, like, the VP, okay. like, I honestly think more people are doing martial arts now just as a hobby. I think it's a lot like improv. But is it underrated or overrated? That's... Yeah, I'm getting, okay, yeah. Okay. But I do think it's, like, improv where, like, I feel like up even 20 years ago, sure. no one was doing improv. And now we had 
some of our business, uh, our counselors in the MBA program was like, you should try an improv class to, yeah. you know, get you out of wh- whatever. To, um, and I think martial arts is that same way where people, I don't know. But in terms of overrated or underrated, look, it gets you in shape. Yeah. It teaches you self-defense. Yeah. It's badass. At the same time, it. I really love sports. And I used to love playing sports, but now I'm just afraid I'm going to hurt my back. Okay. I, I don't, martial arts as a hobby, like, as something, I'm going to do this for fun. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think there's a bunch of other hobbies and sports I'd rather do. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's underrated as well just because it's got so many pragmatic functions. Just the self-defense element alone. Yeah. That's pretty important. It is. And I, I, I think a lot of people, if you do martial arts, it just has some, for whatever reason, like, you get some... People in society, uh, it's it's just seen as like a valuable thing. People are like, oh, you do martial arts, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I'm going underrated. Next one. Comic book collecting, overrated or underrated as a hobby? Um, I mean, so I have probably more than ten thousand books. Because we used to subscribe to this English comic book in India called Tinkle. And it was a fortnightly. And it used to arrive every two weeks. Well, that's what fortnightly means. But the point is, like, when we used to have about 10, 10 12 books, they were like uh, 30, 40 pages. My, my father used to go to this binding shop and uh, get the 10 books combined and, you know, bind them into one. So I have, again, as I said, more than 10,000 of those comic books. Uh, But as a hobby, I would say it's underrated because other than seeing people in TV shows collecting comic books, um, I have rarely come across some people who do collect comic books. And I think it's a a wonderful, wonderful hobby to have. Uh, But it's... I don't know if it's appreciated or not, but uh, I don't see that many people do it. So I'd say it's underrated. I think now in 2021, people in general just aren't collecting things anymore, whether it's coins or sports cards. I think collecting things, you know, increasingly digital world. We all know this. I, I don't see many people saying, oh, there's something in the past of historical significance and I want to get a bunch of those things and then just keep them in my house, you know? Um, so in general, I, I like collecting things. I I also like that with collecting things, it's not an active... It's the opposite of martial arts. You're not, like, doing something in a moment of time physically. It's more of a mindset and a pre... You know, comic book collecting, it isn't about going on the computer and finding the best deal. It's about your approach, your philosophy, your relationship to comics. Yeah. You think comics are something that should be valued. There are certain comics that you really personally value and you want to collect those. And sure. then having that collection is meaningful um, to you. It, it provides us some sort of fulfillment that doesn't just take place in the moment that you've, whatever, bid on them or bought them. Yeah. yeah. Having a collection, right? Um, now, does it being comic book specific mean anything? Uh, I mean, I guess with Marvel and all those movies being so popular now, but yeah. comic book collecting, uh, yeah, I just think in general collecting collecting things, although I don't personally like owning stuff, I want to have as few things as possible, Yeah, I still think collect if something means something to you, 
collecting it in an organized manner is awesome. Instead yeah. of just saying like, oh, I like Spider-Man, I'm just going to buy this thing. Yeah. Being like, you know what? These are the points in the history of Spider-Man that were really important for its literature, for, for its story. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to make sure that those moments in time, those comics are captured. Yeah, I do think that's actually underrated. Real quick, uh, one of my friends, in terms of collecting, this is tangentially related, but it reminded me. You know what he used to do? I got to ask him if he still did it. He used to collect playing cards he found on the ground in New York City. Playing cards? What do you yeah. mean playing cards? Like, you know, uh, two of diamonds, seven of clubs, you know, oh. ja jack of hearts or whatever. Because occasionally in New York City, you know, you'll see like yeah. a random card on the ground. Yeah. So What would he do with them? He was just collecting them until he could build a deck. Wow. Of random cards in New York City. And I don't think he got far. I think he collected like 20 cards. Oh, okay. But still, yeah. imagine <laughs> imagine having a deck of cards and be like, where is this deck from? And why are they different colors? Like, oh, I, these are all ones I found in New York City over the nice. past decade. I, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, just having a purpose and approach to why you own things, I'm for. Yeah. So, yeah. next hobby. Astrology. Overrated <laughs> or underrated? I think it's overrated. Uh I mean, look, I, I, I'm from India. Astrology is huge there. Like, most people still do not get married, you know, without getting their horoscopes matched or read by some priest. And uh, uh, now I see, like, I, I, I mean, I, uh, I don't know if I should even name the place or uh, the people that I know from, I mean, know, uh, know from there. But anyway, I, I came across a few people who, do the tarot cards and astrology books and everything. And I think uh, because I know that I'm from India and the way these horoscopes are made, a computer does not do justice to to basically making your life chart or this chart or whatever chart and then, you know, practicing it. But I see a lot of people do that. And uh, I don't understand it, why they're doing it. I mean, either they should learn, literally learn, the correct way as to how this is done or, you know, but, but a lot of people do that for fun. And I think it's way overrated. It has become like super overrated for me, at least. It sounds like you especially think it's overrated if people are taking it seriously as opposed to, Oh, let me just see this fun thing about you. It's like, Oh no, we're going to make serious decisions based on this. No, I mean, uh, I, I think people, anyone who's doing it for fun, that's what makes it overrated. Oh, you think people do it seriously? Yeah, then it would not be overrated. You believe in horoscopes? No. In astrology? Oh. No. So then why wouldn't you think if it's overrated? I feel like if you don't believe in astrology, the more seriously someone takes it, the more basically you would think it's overrated. No, I mean, the thing is that something has become overrated, and that's why a lot of people are just adopting it and just, you know, probably giving a shot at it. And uh, that's why I think something becomes overrated. I mean, if they were serious, then that means that they, okay, they actually believe some aspect of it. And if uh, people who are li who literally believe in, uh, believe in it, then there will be way fewer people who, who actually practice this. Then it would not be overrated. It would not be like shadow. Oh, the moon. okay. I get what you're saying. You, you yeah. think it's overrated because so many people have this casual relationship with it that would yeah. spread everywhere. Yeah. Right. I fucking hate astrology, and I think it's beyond overrated. And it doesn't matter in the context. It doesn't matter if it's a fun thing you see in a newspaper or if it's something that you spend countless hours, yeah. you know, deciphering or whatever. You know, there's a couple of things I fundamentally believe. 
one, you are basically in control of the decisions you make. There's not a set, you know, it's not that there's some set principle, especially based on planetary alignment or whatever, yeah, yeah. that will say where you'll be at a certain time and what decision you'll make. Second, things that are out of our control can't be changed based on, again, Science. planetary alignment or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> I mean, if I don't know whether I'll get a job at Microsoft or whatever, yeah. and the hiring manager has to make a decision... I, I don't think astrology will affect... I don't think, you know, the time where Jupiter is or whatever... Is that even astrology? Is that... That is, right? Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where Jupiter is or whatever will affect their decision. It's, it, it, it's absurd. Here's what bothers me the most. Again, if it's fun... Like, I always want to go to a tarot card reading just for fun. Sure. You know, you see it in the city. You always yeah, see yeah. that, right? Just for fun. Like, especially when you're drunk, it's like, eh, let's see if I'm going to die tomorrow. You know? <laughs> but... but uh, if you're making serious decisions, I guess it's more than a hobby then. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. It's been scientifically disproven. It is not predictive of anything. And have faith in your own abilities that you could control aspects of your life. And not that everything is previously written and you are a spectator to your own journey. Yeah. You know, you know uh, I have something really quick to add in here. You would be surprised how much astrology and numerology is practiced in the Hindi film industry, Bollywood. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you would be fucking surprised. Movies, like a lot of filmmakers, they go to the astrologers and then decide with what letter the movie should be should begin from, how many letters should be in the movie, well. like in the movie title. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Not just that. There is this filmmaker again. I uh, people will understand who follow Hindi cinema, whatever. But yeah, I'll actually say his name. It's not a big deal. Karan Johar, mm-hmm. for the better part of his career, all his movies began with the letter K. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One other guy, Ajay Devgan, he changed the spelling of his name, basis of his last name, on the advice of an astrologer. Wow. So it is so hugely practiced, like even now. Yeah, that's that's no, the, that yeah, that I was no, just a lot scared. of people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. It's just yeah. yeah. So overrated. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a strong yeah, overrated yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. Yeah, okay, totally. let's do just a couple more. Classic films as a hobby. Watching classic films, I think, is you know what I based on. Yeah, I think that's what they meant. It, it literally just says classic films, yeah. the word. So I think that means watching classic films. I think it's uh, so, so underrated because <laughs> as a person... Vishu loves classic films, just uh, for anyone who doesn't know him, So And the reason behind that was um, growing up in India, the only way I would, you know, if, if the movies are not being shown on TV or if they're not releasing um, in the movie theaters, the only way for me to know or watch a great film was to just Google uh, top films of, uh, you know, in the U.S. or something like that. And uh, I started following the AFI list and the Library of Congress list to watch films. So my first introduction to the cinema was, yes, Spider-Man and, you know, Jaws and Jurassic Park and, uh, you know, all these cartoon movies. But when I really got interested in cinema, I started watching Humphrey Bogart, Audrey Hepburn, and all, all these basically great, Jimmy Stewart and, and, and everyone. 
and when I came to the US, the uh, the fantasy world that I was living in, that, oh, everybody loves Citizen Kane. And yes, everybody would have watched Casablanca. Or, of course, everybody knows uh, Gone with the Wind or, you know, whatever these movies were. And Rich told me, dude, nobody really cares about these movies. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's not that nobody cares, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you come... We're in our mid to late 20s. Yeah. We're entering a graduate school program together and you're... And, you know, you're like, okay, like I, like you said, I've seen yeah. Citizen Kane, I've seen Casablanca, yeah. and then everyone's just quoting Ace Ventura and Knocked yeah, Up, I, I, and everyone's <laughs> going, who's the her? And you're like, what is that? You know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I agree with you. I think it's underrated. Yeah. I am the type of person that if a movie's made after 1990, I'll probably subconsciously and even consciously just value it way more. I, I want to watch shit that was yeah. made while I was fucking alive. Yeah. But having said that, it, it can be frustrated there are incredible, I mean, so many of the best stories yeah. in film ever told were made over 50 years ago. Yeah. And people just assume, well, if it didn't happen in my lifetime or close to my lifetime, then who cares? And that's and that's silly. Um, and especially, you know, film in particular, which 2021, I mean, yeah. it, we're so far removed from the first films after silent film, the first, you know, talkies, uh, that people, I think forget. I think if people were to watch Casablanca or some movies from the whatever forties and fifties, that it's been so long since they've come out that people would feel rejuvenated. They would feel fresh. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, that's an old movie. It would be like, Oh, they used to do that. That's awesome. I've been, it's not classic film, but it's television. I've been rewatching. I love Lucy. Okay. You mentioned that a lot and and I have never watched it. I and that's funny because you say classic film. I'm t- if you like classic film, I mean it's totally different than a film. It's I Love Lucy. It's a comedy show, but yeah, but it's there's it, the point is it's still storytelling from a long time ago. Yeah, the point is I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is gonna be old as shit, and I'm just putting it on just to see, just for nostalgia. Yeah, and I was watching and I was like, oh my god, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It it still not only does it still hold up, it still feels kind of revolutionary in a way, and it's because it's so long ago that people forgot. Yeah. You don't see it in memes or GIFs or on the internet or in Reddit or referenced, you know? Yeah. So, sorry, right. I feel like I've been talking a lot. But the point is, I also think classic films is underrated because uh, it's important to know the... It's it's important these films get recognized. Yeah, and uh, just as a... Uh, you know, just to close this off, I'll give two recommendations. Uh, if you want to watch two great, great thrillers, uh, one is Billy Wilder's um, Double Indemnity. I think 1944, not too sure... And uh, then The Maltese Falcon starring Humphrey Bogart. You will fucking love the movies. And I think the the quote, uh, the stuff that dreams are made of, mm-hmm. this quote is from The Maltese Fal- Falcon. So, yeah. There you go. Underrated. Instead of watching Ace Ventura for the millionth time, <laughs> watch Maltese Falcon. And that's why it's underrated, because you probably won't do that, but you should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one. Y- yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to do that. We're looking at puppetry. Um, puppetry is a hobbit. Like, I guess ventriloquism, is that what we're thinking? Well, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, yes, and it's in its broader sense, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, so- I, I don't know anybody who does this, but I mean, I know like Kermit the Frog, Jim Henson, stuff like that, but yeah. I don't know anyone who has puppetry as a hobby. No, I, I don't know anyone either, uh, but I've recently watched this movie. Uh, on Netflix called Ludo, uh, wherein one of the one of the protagonists does that. Well, it's 
okay, I, I'll go with my decision first. It's underrated. And uh, obviously not a lot of people, you know, well, one, do it. And it's not considered to be someone that people would want to adopt if they're not being in stand-up comedy or, you know, trying to scare people. So, yeah, but it's it's a great talent, I think. It's a... Uh, it's, it's it's a great piece of art. It's it's awesome, but uh, it's way underrated, probably. Yeah, and I should say when I said when we're saying puppetry, I I know I said ventriloquism, but it's not just sticking your hand up something and mimicking. Yeah, it could be strange. It could be a, yeah. It could also be yeah. The... It's a it's a type of performance. Yes, involving in an inanimate objects uh, basically. Reminds me of uh, the Sound of Music, the show you know that the children do for uh, for the for the captain uh, for their father. I think that's also puppetry, a performance of, you know, like just some puppet dolls uh, tied up with strings. So, but yeah, not a lot of people do it. I think it's a lost art. And also quickly, yes. um, these were so huge in Indian, uh, I mean, in India, in uh, these fairs and these uh, shows, you know, uh, like circuses, not circuses, but like fairs and uh, in different towns happening across India. And I think, yeah, so uh, it's, it's a lost art. I, I would say that. Right. So a couple of things. One, I think people know it professionally, but again, we're talking as a hobby, but professionally, yeah, it's so, you know, uh, I've seen Avenue Q, you know, the Broadway musical. It's amazing. Everything with Kermit the Frog and the Muppets. We know this. But as a hobby, I think it's underrated. And I'll give an anecdote. When I was walking dogs in Central Park every Saturday, there was a guy. This is true. I'm not I'm not uh, exaggerating here. There was a guy who sometimes would wear, like, I think a straw hat, but he would wear this kind of old-timey, like, performer uh, gear, like a, like a vest and, like, this striped red and white shirt. Was he a dog walker with you or just some guy? No, was... no, he was just okay. some guy in the okay. park, okay. a performer okay. in the park, and I'd walk by him. Oh, okay. And, and he had, like, the marionette, you know, he, was, he had strings and he was controlling a pup. Wow. And he would do a puppet show, like, every 20 minutes. Wow. He would do the show, people would gather around, he, and he basically had this Humpty Dumpty doll. Yeah. And he danced the doll, and when enough kids and people came around to see what the doll was doing, the performer would be like, hey, I'm about to start, you know, the show, it'll be about 15 minutes, whatever. So we'd do this play with Humpty Dumpty. And I would watch it all the time because yeah. I walked dogs around there. And it was really fun. He, he had, he's doing so much shit with his hands and he's doing a voice. Yet you're watching it. And, and it was just such a simple, brilliant performance. And it's mostly for kids and the kids loved it. But I, I remember speaking to him after that. And I asked him, oh, what got him into it? And he's like, you know what I really value about this? Yeah about doing the marionette puppets specifically, but, but puppetry and about telling these stories is what I'm doing right now, this is like in 2018, what I'm doing right now in 2018 to entertain these kids yeah. are the same things people did a thousand years ago to entertain children, just strings and little puppets dancing. Wow. And he's like, I don't want this to be a lost art. He's like, not many people do it, but he's like, with all the electronics and everything, he's like, this is such a simple way to tell stories. Wow. Yet it's being forgotten. And I, and I agree. I think I, I'm telling you, like, there was also a magician in the park. Yeah. And the magician was cool and magic's awesome. Yeah. But the the puppet, I mean, just as a hobby, I, I just think something, I, I, I think. It's very the, touching. Yeah. yeah. And, and the the puppets themselves are beautiful yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, um, I do think it's underrated, but at the same time, I have no, I'm not even attempted to do puppetry. I don't really know anyone who's done puppetry. I have no experience with it. I'm basing so much of this off the Central Park guy. But Yeah, no, uh, you're right. But, I mean, 
if I were to place my money in a casino, I would, and like a thousand people would, you know, come and just shout their hobbies. I would never say, I would, I would never put my money on like, oh, someone's going to be there who practices puppetry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's rare, but just, I should just say like the connection to the past and just how much it, it doesn't rely on any electronics. Yeah. Right. But you could still, it, it, yeah, I, I think it's really cool actually. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, another episode of Overrated or Underrated in the Books. Uh, and with that said, is there any closing thoughts or anything? No, I think this was good. Yeah, yeah this really liked it. Yeah, this was good. Uh, that will be a wrap on this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps us get noticed. You can follow us on Twitter at Richard Vishu and on Instagram at Richard Vishu, where we post content related to what we discuss on the podcast. You can also email us at richardvishu at gmail.com. And if you send us an email, we promise we will respond to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Phir milenge. Chalte, chalte.